Hello, and welcome to Yoga for the Revolution, a show about self-care in the age of resistance. Today, we're going to talk about Omarosa, although I may honestly skip that part, and Vietnam, and the three gunas of nature. The three gunas of nature come from yogic philosophy, specifically from Samkhya philosophy, and they state that the whole universe and everything we know and don't know, everything that exists comes from a primal energy or an ethereal source called Prakriti, and that within that, there are three fundamental qualities or gunas, G-U-N-A-S. Those qualities emerge and combine in various ways to create all the aspects of nature. All three exist in all things at all times, but in different relative amounts. The three gunas are tamas, rajas, and sattva. Tamas, not T-H-O-M-A-S, tamas, T-A-M-A-S, can be described as darkness, inactivity, or inertia. Rajas, R-A-J-A-S, is energy, action, change, movement, pretty much the opposite. And sattva, S-A-T-T-V-A, which is harmony, balance, and innate intelligence or wisdom. I've been experiencing an interesting mix of qualities lately. It's some melange of dullness and sharpness. I don't know if that ever happens to you, but I feel both. Some days my motivation is lacking, but my mind is racing. And I feel like this is totally normal. It's not perfect. It's not ideal or coveted, but it's normal. And it's also symptomatic of the age we live in. Lots of panic, not a ton of clear action. It can feel sometimes like one of those dreams where you're trying to run, but you're not getting anywhere. Is that just me? Usually when it's 4 a.m. and I'm laying awake thinking about the state of the world, my mind sticks to the immediate needs and anxieties of my particular household. But there are other times, particularly when I'm listening to other people talk about the president. I don't know why, but when I hear other people's incredulity and anger in those moments, I start thinking bigger outside of my own particular needs, anxieties, desires. For example, anytime anyone brings up the, you know, did you hear the latest kind of stuff. My brother, for example, was over and he was talking about Omarosa. And to me, in my head, what happens in those circumstances generally is I start to think, how much does it matter? This one particular new piece of news. Is it adding anything to the conversation? Is it adding new information? Does it matter that this particular group of people in this moment is talking about it? And if it is making us angry, where is that anger going? At the same time, not at that exact same time, I'm just saying recently, my husband and I have been slogging through the Ken Burns Vietnam documentary. It's, a, it's been out for a year almost. It's a 10-part, 18-hour series. It's very well done, but not easy to watch. I'm honestly just never in the mood to sit down for two hours of horror, violence, shame, and corruption, you know, all with 2020 hindsight, when every 
episode ends. Without fail, every episode, I say something like, wow, and this kept going on for 15 more years, 10 more years? There's still five more years of this? Because every moment seems to be like the last straw. Every moment seems to be, how could anyone possibly tolerate this any longer? We have two episodes left to go. And honestly, if I were not already living in this country, I might hope that the whole America character sunk into the ocean, never to rise again like the lost city of Atlantis. The reason I bring up the documentary is that it makes me question, are we just in some endless loop of tragedy, horror, and redemption as a country, as a people, maybe as all of humanity? And it leads me to ask, what are we made of? Which brings us back to the three gunas of nature. We are made of Thomas, Rajas, and Sattva. That's the answer. Good night, everybody. We are made of Thomas, Rajas, and Sattva, all of us, all the time. The president, Ken Burns, Omarosa, Congress, even the more esoteric collective of the United States of America or humanity is made up of these three main qualities. And because we as humans have the gift slash curse of consciousness, we have the potential to change our particular combination, that alchemy. We can use external influences like thoughts and lifestyle to increase or decrease certain aspects or qualities we find in ourselves to a certain extent, right? We will remain having all three qualities. You can't completely erase a guna from existence. Some of our innate us-ness is unchangeable. But the interplay of the three gunas affect an individual's values. Just follow me as I go at this. This is specifically in a Hindu worldview, your specific combination of restfulness, listlessness with activity and passion, with peace and harmony, your particular combination of all of those three things can impact your perspective on the world, your values and your values affect your actions as well as, you know, your overall happiness and the way you experience the world. So even though we can't erase any of those three qualities, we can potentially shift the balance to find more harmony or shift which quality influences our actions and by that potentially shift our values, our actions, our overall happiness. Now, that specific alchemy, that combination changes all the time based on personality, circumstances, life in general. There's an article I found on Eckhart Yoga. Yes, yes, link in the show notes that talks about the cycle of change and the natural predisposition of the gunas. And I'm going to get into that in one second, but I want to give you a little bit of background basics just to get you thinking in this mindset. If Rajas is active and Thomas is inert or more like inertia, then any change, therefore, is rajasic, right? It comes from active energy because change is active. But because we all have some innate predisposition towards balance, the other two qualities will have some tamasic resistance. I don't know if that helped. Here's something from the Bhagavad Gita, which might help. The force to change comes from the Rajas Guna, 
The sattva guna empowers one towards harmonious and constructive change, while tamas guna checks or slows down the process. Action that is virtuous, thought through, free from attachment, and without craving for results is considered sattvic. Action that is driven purely by craving for pleasure, selfishness, and much effort is rajasic. Action that is undertaken because of delusion, disregarding consequences without considering loss or injury to others or self is called tamasic. What this demonstrates to me is A, how intention influences the quality of action we take, and B, how these three are so interconnected that any breeze of a thought or mind action can send us through some kind of tumbling cycle of action and reaction. Esther Eckhart explains it this way. When one of the gunas is dominant, this is what happens. When we feel mostly sattvic, we feel clear, calm, and harmonious. A rajasic state means you feel passionate, hyperactive. The mind keeps going, not being able to stop. When we feel tamasic, we can't get out of bed. We're unmotivated, dragging ourselves through the day. We need all three qualities in our life. Tamas makes us stop and rest. We need rajas to get us going in the morning. We need sattva to understand and get clarity and wisdom. Knowing all these states will follow each other will make it easier to step back and enjoy seeing life unfolding itself and do its thing. So observe, says Esther Eckhart, and be present rather than getting caught up believing you need to be a certain way. I think we can circle back to intention here, but honestly, I think that might be a whole separate conversation. Not separate, in fact, it's very interconnected, but I do think that maybe it deserves more dedicated thought. So perhaps we'll address that more fully in another episode. For now, though, what I want to focus on is a more basic understanding of the gunas and how they work in our lives, knowing that we need all three, knowing that they are constantly changing, and knowing that we have the consciousness to shift them if we so choose. First, I'll pause here to say thank you for listening. If you like the show, please hop on to your podcast app of choice and rate it or review the show. A few quick words really helps get the message out to other people that our little show exists. You can find links and show notes at the site as well as all our past and future episodes. And that is at yogafortherevolution.org. On social, you can find us at facebook.com slash yoga for the revolution. On Instagram, we're at yoga for the revolution. And on Twitter, we're at y underscore f underscore t underscore r. So all of this we've talked about in terms of the three gunas aligns directly with what we discussed last week, which was about consumption, digestion of energy and behavior from an Ayurvedic perspective, and also with the influence of mirror neurons. Slightly different angle here, but same idea. Just like we discussed in the context of Ayurveda, like attracts like. The more you're exposed to one guna, the more that guna will grow and be present in your own self. Surround yourself with more sattva and you'll have more sattva. Same for Thomas and Rajas. Those qualities will double down if that's what you're feeding on. So what do we do? Again, we're a combination of the gunas and that balance innately within us and the gunas to which we're exposed. The qualities of our thoughts, our actions, and the inputs, meaning whatever it is we consume or absorb through our five senses. If I'm feeling dull 
or tamasic. And that tamasic dominance can look like exhaustion or anxiety, but it's still tamasic. What are my options? What am I eating? What are my daily habits? Is what I'm doing all day making me feel more tired, more stuck, or is it enlivening in some way? Now, of course, as usual, I hesitate to offer anything that resembles a quick fix. At the same time, if you've never thought about yourself or life this way, it can be a challenge to dive into self-inquiry with no anchor. So here are a few quick notes. Tamasic activities can be things like overeating, oversleeping, feeling passive, and fearful. Tamasic foods might include heavy meats, processed foods, refined foods, or spoiled foods. Ayurveda would include overcooked or burned foods and leftovers in that mix as well. If I'm overall feeling rajasic, meaning motivated, passionate, or panic or hyperactive, that would be a good time to ask, what am I eating? What are my daily habits? Is what I'm doing all day making me feel more hyper? more agitated, or is it calming in some way? Rajasic activities can be over-exercising, overwork, loud music, over-materialization, like fetishizing clothes or home goods, coveting, basically. And this is what I think happens to a lot of people when they're overworked, then they'll go to a spin class and over-exercise and listen to loud music, and then it's just all rajas, rajas, rajas. So inevitably what will happen then is Thomas will come in to balance and that's when you crash. It's very challenging to find a sattvic state, a peaceful, harmonious state when you're battling between hyperactivity and overexhaustion. Rajasic foods, for example, might include fried food, spicy food, any stimulants like caffeine. Again, just feeding into that rajasic mix. And that's really just a starting point. We all need to look at in our own specific life in any given moment, how do we feel during and after eating something or doing something or even thinking something? Do those actions, foods, or thoughts make you feel calm, clear, energetic, tired, restless, anxious? A note on sattva. Sattva is harmony, balance, joy, What brings you a calm, clear, empowered joy? Sometimes I think we mistakenly think of a sattvic state, a peaceful state, as silent or passive. And that's not necessarily true. I do believe that there is a clarity of mind, but it doesn't exclude action. So what brings you a calm, clear, empowered joy? It might be yoga or meditation. It could be listening to a certain kind of music or seeing art or being in nature. It just so happens that all of yoga, not just asana, not the physical postures that you do at the studio, but the eight limbs of yoga, different forms of meditation, breath work, ways of looking at the world and behaving in the world, all of that was designed to increase sattva. So if you don't already know what brings you that calm, clear, empowered joy, then start with the eight limbs of yoga. It never hurts to practice the yamas, the niyamas, the withdrawal of the senses for brief periods of time, breathing, concentration, meditation. Those are really basic 
things that can help bring you calm. Again, this is really reiterating what we talked about last week in terms of our own inner state, reflecting what our exposure or external consumption is feeding us. Are you feeding your body and mind with tamas, rajas, or sattva? And you can use the system of the three gunas to understand the effects of the world around you, including the food you eat the movies you watch, the conversations you're part of, right? The music you listen to, people you spend time with, the websites you visit, the podcasts you listen to. All of that will influence this kind of tumultuous balance of activity, restfulness, and clarity. We each have that perfectly balanced somewhere at the core of us. And it's up to us to discover what we need from the outside world in order to balance it. So if I go back to the beginning of what we were talking about and someone brings up something that's going on in the news, something with the president, something that for me I might determine as extra... I've said this before, I care that the president is racist. I believe that he is, and I think it's very important that we all know that he is. I don't specifically care if there's a tape of it or not, because I don't actually think that that will change anything. There's also a tape of him being a misogynist and admitting to sexual assault, and that didn't change anything. So for me, whether or not there are tapes from The Apprentice... I don't really see that making a big difference. So if I'm wrong, feel free to chat with me about it. But for me, that feels like extra. It's up to me then personally to determine if that is adding Rajas, Thomas, or Sattva into my life. And then I can decide whether I want to be part of that conversation. So the next time you are feeling some mix of dullness and sharpness, restlessness and exhaustion, simply take a moment to look around and inquire about the effects of the world around you. Again, that's the food you eat, the things you read, the people you surround yourself, the conversations, the music, all of it has an effect on our ability to find harmony and balance. There have to be all three. You can't ignore any one in particular but we all each have our own unique balance. Until next time, keep breathing and live to fight another day. 